Hey, I'm Jordan. And I'm Ashley. We're the founders of For the Good, a community created to empower and elevate you to live a purpose-driven life. Our mission is to bring light into our world, and to do so, we have learned that it must start with it. We are so glad to have you here with us. Hi friends, today we are joined by Teresa Sherlow. She has been a business owner for over 25 years, selling work by local artists. Today we are going to dive in with Teresa on her journey and what she's learned along the way when it comes to resiliency and perseverance as a small business owner. Teresa, we want to thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you for having me, Ashley. I'm really excited. And as business owners ourselves, it always interests us to hear how someone decided to take a leap into entrepreneurship. Could you share more about what inspired you to do so for yourself? Well, I think if, if someone's interested in starting a business, really what they need to do is work for the type of business that they're interested in starting. So for me, um, I really wasn't aware that I wanted to start a business. I was actually going to uh, teach art. But once I had worked for a gallery owner for several years while I was in uh, graduate school, I just, I just knew that was what I was supposed to do. Not to mention all of the garage sales that I had growing up. I mean, when I was a kid, I just used, I used to love to sell things. And I mean, I suppose I should have known then that that's what I wanted to do, but I just, I just fell in love with that. And I, and I wanted to work for myself. And I think you really have to want that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think especially working for yourself, it's holding yourself accountable. And mm -hmm. for a lot of people, it's hard to do that knowing you have to get up in the morning, put in extra hours, do like all the little things that people necessarily don't want to do. It's, uh, you know, something we've learned along the way as well as just, it takes a certain mindset as to, to get into that habit. I, I don't even think you need to think about it almost. It's like, it's just there. It's almost like innate that, that you want to share something with everyone and kind of on your own you know, uh, on your own schedule, making your own rules about it, like you said, but you, you want to do it your way. It's a very creative approach to um, making money. Could you tell us a little bit more what inspired you to work with local artists? I know that you do have an art background, so that's something that goes into play here too. I not only have an art background myself, I, it's in my family. So I've had, I not only is store owning in my family, although it skipped a generation. So this was way back. My great, great grandparents owned um, a store, but uh, I have artists on both sides of my family. So my father's and my mother's side, and it was always a part of my life. Mm -hmm. So uh, I never thought twice about it. Actually, I just remember as kids, we would have aunts and uncles visit us and they would own a, their own pottery studio and they would bring us like pottery necklaces for my brother and I, my brother would be like, what's this? And I would be like, oh, that's so cool. You know, and I would think I, and it, I never forgot about receiving a handmade gift that was unique mm -hmm. and it was special. And so when I went to open my gallery, I really wanted to um, provide that kind of experience where you were working with people that um, needed needed your help actually, because when I was in art school, I was the only one that could really talk freely about 
my artwork as well as other people's artwork, critiquing other people's artwork, teaching other people about how to talk about art and that kind of thing. And so they never, they, they made a lot of art, but they just were like, how do we sell this? And I was, so I was kind of the chosen one. <laughs> I think in art school, I really, you know, I was like, let me sell this. I, I, I think I can sell your work. And so obviously I can talk and that's a big part of sales. And also um, I just love displaying things. I love all the aspects about my business. I really, I really do love even, even the accounting, you know, which can be tedious, but I still love that. I love that you mentioned in your conversation the word experience, because that's something that I was thinking to talk with you about, because I feel like, you know, Jordan and I are blessed to be able to live near your business and to be able to come check it out. So it really is an experience to be able to come into your business. And it is like a gallery. I mean, we could be in there for hours just looking at around at all the artwork and all of the businesses and the, the people in the area who contribute to your business and bring such great things to life. Right. And like I, I had mentioned before, I my I think I think I mentioned this to you. Um, I kind of look at my store like a garden. I feel like I, you know, can obviously introduce artists to the public, but there's so much more that goes into that. Then myself and my employees will then display the work in a certain way and then we'll promote the work in a certain way on social media. And so we'll also have the input of the public. So they'll come in and say, you know, I really love this, but can they do this? And then that will introduce ideas to the artists. So they'll, you know, in turn, start making things that kind of reflect the geography of the area. So basically people will come in and they'll be like, I really want this but I don't see it here and I was like well let me try it and you know sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but it's an experiment and we'll see if you know there's fertile ground for it and sometimes it's the best ideas um that I get are from my customers and and I do listen to them that's that's it, you you have to approach it organically I think every business has to look at that you know seriously to succeed because you can't just do what you want to do. Otherwise, you know, how many of you is there out there, you know? Yeah. Uh, one thing that I definitely noticed is I think more so today, there's like less interaction with businesses and their, and their customers. A lot of things are shifting online or it's, you know, mm -hmm. there's like separation between the two. So for Ashley and I, like, especially in your store, you get the feeling as people walk in, it's not just, Hey, welcome, but it's deep conversations and interacting with people and, having them spend time there and want to come back. So have you seen that's really the a big part of growing roots in the community is just creating that relationship and fostering that? Yes, and, and helping in the community, obviously, because what you do is great. I mean, that's why I was interested in working with you. You know, through the pandemic, I've, I've just been working with businesses like I've never worked with them before. I mean, it wasn't like we were all separate islands in the, in the downtown, but we yeah. really, we did, we all did our own thing and it all worked collectively. But since the pandemic started, we have all reached out to each other, tried to help each other. Um, and we don't even, our business group isn't even active right now because of the pandemic. 
So we've really tried to work with the city council, the DDA, and uh, to bring new things into downtown and worked on our own individually to make it a great experience for customers and to bring uh, more bodies downtown, you know, in general. And, um, you know, with the street closures, uh, it's just been amazing. I had somebody reach out to me yesterday from a different DDA in uh, Sagatuck area on their city. She's on their city council. And she was just like, you have no idea how amazing um, Northville is, you know, comparatively to the rest of the state, what, what you've been able to do there. And everyone in Michigan is talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just because, you know, we've always tried to work together as a community, but you know, there's, there's just, and, and, and I think, yeah, you can, you can be online and you can have your businesses and that's great. But even, you know, when everything had to shift to online and everything went to my online business, people still were like, I just walked by your window. They'd send me an email, just walked by your window. I saw something I really wanted. Can you save it for me until you're able to reopen or can you ship it to me? Or, I mean, I would hear that all the time. And I was constantly working in the store every single day during March in April up until May when we were able to reopen. I saw customers every day. I waved to them through the window. It was one of those things they needed to get outside of the house and not do all their shopping online. They wanted to come down. They wanted to still window shop. They wanted to still make a connection with an actual person. And that's what we do. That's what we love to do, actually. We don't really just want to sell you something we want to enjoy it too so we want to meet our customers find out who they are find out what they're looking for know our artists well um, help them you know with their businesses i could cite many examples of upcoming shows that we're planning that you know we're really excited about but this these are artists that are like i didn't think i would have any opportunities for the next two years and i'm like no 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 we got you. We've been doing shows all along through the pandemic. So, you know, we're going to, we're trying to help any way we can. Yeah. It's interesting how, you know, these difficult times teach us not only things about ourselves, but about these deeper connections that we're able to establish. And as you mentioned that this is coming, you know, from you and your business to your customers and also the city surrounding you as well, how you guys have been able to support one another. Yes, yes. It's and and I'm I'll give you a perfect example. The city, I mean, the the streets are closed, as you know, and we are able to go out into the street and uh they brought food pods and um vending stands and dining pods and all kinds of things, tables, whatnot. And so during the last couple of weeks, they haven't had as many restaurants be able to afford to put, you know, employees in there to work the concessions. So I've actually found artists that I know that make food and I've communicated with the DDA. And this weekend, one of my artists who now has a uh, cookie company that she has in several different grocery stores is actually going to be vending in the food stand today she's really excited about it. And I feel like it's just really important to try and offer people those opportunities because normally they'd be like, well, I don't know who to talk to. I'm I'm good at giving advice. I'm very good at telling people you should do this and you should do that. But I'm actually working harder on connecting people now because I know it's connected me more to the street, if that makes sense. So I I'm in the street more. (laughs) I'm not in the store 
as much as I'm in the street even some days. So I'm actually seeing that, yes, there's a need to have more businesses in the street. Uh, there's a need to have more businesses come in, introduce their products because they're really struggling right now and they're trying to find their way. And, you know, from my experience being in business for as long as I have, I feel that those types of uh, relationships and opportunities that you offer people, they remember them and then they send people your way. So it all works. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, especially with the pandemic, you see how many people just kind of closed up shop and unfortunately they couldn't adjust and they couldn't open and they didn't have, you know, ways of communicating even with the community to try to figure something out. So for Ashley and yeah. I, like, that's what we noticed when you go to North though, it was always that community effort. It was what are we going to do, not just for the individual store, but as a community, what is it, you know, going to take for us to get people down here to help out every store? And especially with your store to see how you've adapted every step of the way, you know, we're big on mindset and how you always continually push forward and having to shift. So for me, that's the perfect example of, you know, something going wrong that's out of our control. And it'd be so easy to sit back and just say, well, this is going to happen. So we're just going to close up shop. This is it. But with your mindset, it's how do we get through this? How do we take that next step? And it's, you know, pivoting and thinking on the spot to say, all right, what are we going to do totally different right now? So, I mean, we're very grateful for that because that's how, you know, we came into contact with you. For people who are listening, our, our clothes and our merchandise are now being sold in your store. That's how we all, you know, got to meet each other. And uh, like you said, for Ashley and I, it was walking downtown and seeing, you know, the greenhouse and seeing your, your stuff set up outside. And we are always continually drawn into your store. So when we came up with our clothing line and our apparel, our first thought was, well, you know, if we could team up with, you know, someone and it was always, well, you know, that's a really cool store. We'd like to go in there. And, you know, to bring it all about, I think that's what drew us in was just feeling that connectivity and feeling that you wanted people to come in and you were wanting to help people. We were just drawn in. So that's, I know a lot of people appreciate that in Northville. Yeah. And I, I hope that you guys will consider coming down and doing a, a show like I have, um, we normally call them trunk shows. So basically an artist will bring, you know, uh, all of their new jewels or all of their new, you know, whatever they're making. We've got a trunk show scheduled for March at, towards the end of March with an artist who's a jeweler. Then I have my next one is to switch the um, <laughs> shamrock shack, which is what we've made the greenhouse right now, all kind of, you know, St. Patrick's Day theme um, into um, botanical garden theme. However, you know, once it starts to get nicer out, there's no reason why, you know, we, we can't have someone um, from your business come down and talk to customers about it. Because again, that's what customers love. They love the attention. They love, no, no matter what and I tell people in retail, it's like, you, you just have to introduce yourself or say hello to someone. No one's going to object to that. I have customers who come in on their cell phones. They don't speak a word. They are on their cell phone the entire time. And I, could care less. It does sometimes bother some of my employees. And I say, no, 
they're busy. That's their way of communicating. They don't have to, but the fact that they came in the store and they purchased something, they could be on the phone the whole time. They could do whatever they want, really. They could do cartwheels through the store and get to my counter and buy something. I'm fine. Or even if they don't buy something, I feel like it's just important to make that connection. I see you. For our customers, when they come in and see the product, it's important for them to come in and go, oh, I know I met the person that owns this studio. I met the person that owns this business and they're doing something good for the community. They need to know that beyond Mm. just us carrying it. So that's really important because we're a small business. We can do that. I mean, maybe, you know, a a bigger business can't, can't do that. It's just not manageable, but we, we can do it every month and we have. So Mm. And it is important. And as far as businesses closing, um, I think there is an evolution. And I feel like a lot of people, you know, it's okay for their, their business to close, you know? I mean, my business, no plans to close. But I will say for the ones I've seen around me, I've seen businesses come, I've seen them go. They have to adapt to what's going on, like you said. And so so many people, depending on the times of their lives, it's a constant like CrossFit type struggle. You know, that's the thing. I mean, I have worked out and exercised my whole life, but there's a certain point when you say, okay, I need to change and just shift. And for some people that's okay. They, they can shift into a different period of their life, but that also helps you appreciate the businesses that are still there. And I've told people all along, you need to support us because you know, that's, that's the name of the game here. We're small businesses and we rely on your support. We rely on, you know, but, but that also includes for me as a business owner, listening to what my customers want. They, you know, and, and not everybody at some point they, they, they go off on their own and they kind of do their own thing and that's fine, but you also have to listen to what your customers are looking for. Yeah, especially now, I think people are just craving that just connectedness again. You know, people have seemed Mm -hmm. to be cut off from the whole world seemingly for the last year. Yes. And like you said, for the customers too, I think customers are now understanding how important they really are because a lot of times it's so easy to walk in somewhere and you're not really thinking about, you know, spending 10, 20, $30. And now people are getting the idea that, you know, you are helping keep someone open. You're helping you know, people live their life as well. And they're starting to feel pride in what they're doing. I think people are starting to think a little bit more about their purchases and where they're going and where they want to spend their money. Because you have on both ends, you have, you know, it's it's hard for people right now with the money they have if they're struggling. So if they're going to spend it, you know, they want to know that it's going somewhere that they feel safe with, that they feel comfort in and that they know is, is for a good cause. So that's, yeah. that comes into play. Yeah. I mean, everything I sell in my store, I know the story behind it. I know who makes it. I know that person that makes it, which is kind of amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that person who designed it, who made it with their own hands. You know, I know the story behind it, like for your clothing line and product line. I know what goes behind it, where the profits go to. I know all that kind of information. And I don't think you can say that about big box stores. I don't think you can say that, you know, 
even about some restaurants and the restaurants in my town, they know where the food's coming from. Yeah. They know where, you know, it's locally sourced. So that to me is very important and you get a better uh, return on your investment. <laughs> so you're, you know, you go to a restaurant in Northfield, you're going to, you know, have good service. You're going to have good food and you know that you've spent your money wisely instead of just going somewhere and you know oh we'll see i'll look at the reviews you know but you still don't even know you need to really you know support your local town like i said or you know a lot of these places i'm i'm actually i have made a point to to eat in northville every weekend i mean i do i either support the food stands or i um I go out to eat, but having said that, my husband is the cook in my family, so I really, <laughs> it's easy for me to say, because I don't cook, so it's much, it's a much better deal for me to support local and support getting good food in town, so I will be there this afternoon, and I plan on, you know, introducing my friends, you know, all my friends want to come down. They're like, oh, we've heard so many things about Northville mm. and what they're doing. I'm like, come on down. And their towns, I have a friend coming to visit me today. Her town, she's from Brighton area. They can't close the streets. It's a main thoroughfare. We are able to do that. We have a unique situation where we've been able to do that. And so it's it's quite the attraction. And it's, it's, it's a great place to be right now. Yeah. Ashley and I definitely had a lot of friends say the same thing, just you know, they read about and they're like, oh, so what's, you know, what's the deal with downtown? What are they doing? So it's, like you said, it's definitely spreading. People know about it and they, they want to come check it out. And, you know, if you were to have that individual store there without the circumstance, it'd be hard to garner all that attention. But I think the city did a great job of just wanting people to come there. And so they get them downtown and all of a sudden they're like, oh, these stores are open and they're you know, accommodating, we can go shop there. So uh, for Ashley and I, I know we, lo we love just going and walking around. And like when, when we had those months of not being able to really go anywhere, or see anybody, I think it was just such a good feeling to walk and see people enjoying themselves again and talking and laughing and just enjoying being in that space. And as hard as it's been the whole pandemic, I think people are starting to see that there is some good that could come out of it, that they're starting to think about these things a little bit more and be a little more grateful and appreciative for what they have around them. And with Northville, what we've noticed is that there's so much pride in the city and in helping the people that live there. And it's truly a community. So, I mean, that ties to what you're doing. It ties to what we're doing. We're all about kind of garnishing that community support and building things together. And I think that's been like the, the main takeaway that people are starting to see out of the city. Well, and, and to your point, one of my, um, basically with the greenhouse and be, being able to extend out into the street, I've had to hire two additional, actually three additional employees that I wouldn't necessarily have to hire had I not had an extra space, an extra retail space. Having done that, um, one of the ways I did that was several of my customers came in and said, you know, I'd ask about their kids. I'd ask how things were going. And some of their older kids that were in high school, one of them is just like, she is just so down. She doesn't get to see her friends. She's depressed about this and whatever. And I said, does she have a job? 
And she said, no, she, she, she needs a job, but where, you know, cause at that time the restaurants were closed and I said, tell her to come in and talk to me. And then I, I did that with another one of my employees and, and he is a um, college age student. He just is his first year of college, but college students are going through that as well. There, you know, there's a lot of depression. I'm not saying that they're depressed and anxious or anything, but I'm just saying it has helped them so much just to get out and and be doing something you know and there's so much to be done and i think that you can get caught up in your house you know just these kids especially you know not seeing where the future is and um you know just getting out and being uh social is really important right now and social in a safe way i know that there's some people that are probably may might be listening that think you know oh well you shouldn't really be social and you shouldn't be out with a bunch of people we are very safe at our business um and uh, but having said that you know a lot of my business is taking place outside now so it's a great way for some of my younger employees to see that they can make a difference they can talk to people and you know just people out walking their dog they'll talk to them you know even you know they're not maybe even going to come by but i've had people that have talked to them that have come back into my store a day or two later and said i have to tell you i am coming by and, and shopping in your store for the first time because i walked my dog and i talked to this charming young man that works for you that was outside helping people and i i was like great and i've heard it over and over again and i think that it's just people are so in need of connections outside of their you know um phone directory you know like they want to have you know their you know they have their contacts but they want to reach out and meet people too because we're used to meeting new people right on a regular basis just socially in person and for this past year we haven't been able to do that so that's another thing that we provide that's actually it's shown me that's one of the secrets to my success is that we've always been a social business and an in-person business so that was actually something that i was going to bring up so you've been in business now for 25 years what do you think sets you apart from other people when it comes to you know your resiliency or your perseverance whatever that may be especially navigating a pandemic and 24 other years prior to that of ups and downs well ashley i knew you were going to say that because i do have some psychic ability i will <laughs> i don't want to scare anyone but yes no um that's part of it i mean actually anticipating what's going to happen next and having some reserve you know some people i knew and these are the ones that are closing they didn't have any money they had no money they were just going month to month to month you can't do that when you have a business you have to have you have to you know i have my employees say can we get this can we get that we you know i have to be the voice of reason there and say no that's going to be too expensive this month but maybe we can talk about it next month and you have to budget and you have to do all those kinds of things mm -hmm. actually my brother is a cpa uh, and and a creative person and i have the cpa mind as well but it's not as exciting to use as the artistic or creative mind i also think you have to look at just your connections and helping people i mean you have to help from the ground floor up you have to consistently help your employees first your artists your vendors 
then you look outside, see who you can help, and and then customers. You have to, you know, do it in a certain order, and uh, you have to obviously hire people that you th that that you like, and and have, you know, what do you like? Don't try to do something you think that other people are going to want. It has to be what you like and what you feel good about. And if you feel good about it, it's going to work. I've seen so many people come in. I've had people. How do you start your business? I've done seminars on how to start a business for people. You know, I mean, the bottom line is, do you love doing this? Do you love it enough to work for someone else who already does it? Do that. Find out how to do this business. Find a mentor. And then, uh, yes, you have to have that kind of endurance. You know, you have to have that CrossFit mentality about business. You don't have to you know, be physically fit necessarily, but you have to have it mentally. You have to have the stamina. And honestly, it just, your, your adrenaline kicks in. When the, when I had to lay off my employees, my adrenaline kicked in. My husband didn't even know who I was, you know, because I had started my business long, long before I ever met him. And I, and he was just like, wow, I've not seen you work this hard <laughs> ever. And it just, it just happens, you know, when you need to do it, it's like, you just know, you know, you have to do it. And it's, it was actually pretty exciting, you know, just to navigate it and, and be able to navigate it, but terrifying as well. And, you know, but that's all part of it. Yeah. A big uh, thing that I know you talk about is just loving what you do. Like, mm -hmm. like a lot of things that we talk about are people who may get stuck in having the jobs and doing, you know, the things they don't necessarily even want to do, but they feel they have to do. And, right. you know, Ashley and I, we have our, our day jobs, you know, we, we love doing that, but as we are shifting now and doing more for the good things, you know, we can tell this is where our true passion is. This is where, you know, like we talked about being business owners, you want to get up and do the extra things because you care so much about it. So one thing we always try to tell people is to chase that feeling and to, to do what you feel purposed into doing and what you feel passionate about. And as we're talking to you, I mean, it's very clear when you're speaking to someone who loves what they're doing and they have that passion, that is why I think they are succeeding is because they find a way to transfer all of that energy and those good vibes into what they're doing. And as we talked about that, then goes to the customers that goes to everyone watching you doing what you're doing and feeling drawn into what you're doing people need to think about now, especially is what, what do I want to do? What's going to make me feel like I want to get up in the morning and go and do this job. And to not look at it as a job is the biggest thing too. To just feel like this is what I'm here. This is what I'm meant to do. You got to look at it as it's your job. That's the end of the day. I mean, and what is your job in life? What is your, you know, uh, you, you guys have a slogan, make today count. I mean, I wake up in the morning and it's like, what do I need to do today? I, I know what I need to do. And it's always pointed in that direction of my business. And then that's not just because I have to do it. It's because I want to do it. You know, you have to be as excited about it as, you know, perhaps something you watch on your TV, you know, like, how is this going to end or a series or whatever? That's the way I look at it. What's going to happen next? I'm excited. I can't wait. You know, like I want you have to be that excited about it. So what is it that you're excited about? The problem is if you work in a corporate job or you have your regular job that makes you so much money, blah, blah, blah. When you start a business, you're not going to make a lot of money. 
So there's always that, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. So one person has to say, I'm going to dive in if I can. And there's a lot of ways to do that. I mean, there's a lot of grants from the state of Michigan that can help. Um, money doesn't need to just come from your customers. It can come from other sources, but you got to want to take that dive and make that leap and just jump in and swim for your life. If you don't, if that's not your thing, then it's not going to work. I've had people that, you know, you can tell they have tons of money starting out or they have a rich partner and they're just, let's try this and they throw it. And it's just, after a while, it doesn't work because that person is like, eh, I don't want to, this is too much. I'm not making that, that much money, you know, and it's, it's hard, but like, you know, there's times when maybe I make more money, maybe I don't, but I still want to do what I'm doing. It doesn't make any difference the money or not. I still want to do this. And it's, it's, you know, it, it's fun. To, if you're a social person, retail is fun. If you're not social person, you're not going to like retail. So what is it that you want to do? There's always something, you know, I look at my husband who loves golf. I can't understand it, but he <laughs> loves it. He's doing it every day if he can do it every day. And I think that's passion. And I, and that's, you know, actually what drew me to him as a person to see someone with a passion, whether it's music, sports, you know, business, whatever it is, if they have a passion, that's, that's an exciting thing. And I think everyone can find out what that is. If they, you know, if they search their soul, yeah. it's harder for other people. I mean, certain people, but because I've met those people, they've come in as like, how did you decide to do this? They have, they just don't have that. But I'm like, I know if you seriously, I, I, I could probably write a book about a profile on what they need to look at in themselves to find out what that passion is and how to, how to get that kind of gusto. But that's another podcast. That's another day. <laughs> that's another day. I feel like, as you mentioned, entrepreneurship is also something for specific type of person that it's that it's not for everyone that it is difficult there are ups and downs that people don't always see behind the scenes you know especially when you start succeeding in this field people don't see what it takes the early mornings the late nights and all of that kind of stuff in between i mean i know something that i've shared with you as i started my own marketing business in 2016 jordan and his dad have their own construction company so this is a field that we're familiar with and along the way you just really see how you know you have to shift and pivot and the essence of what you two are just talking about the joy that you have to have for what you do, because honestly, you know, with my marketing and of course for, for the good, I wake up every morning and I'm just excited and ready to go. And I think that that's something that, you know, too often people in our society don't really think about. They just look at a job as a job. This is work. This is what I have to do. But, you know, you're spending all these hours doing it. And I think that when you go into something for yourself, there can be su such success because there's passion involved in what you do. And it just is something that is a really driving force to keep you going on, on all those ups and downs kind of days. Yes, definitely. You need to, you need to have that passion. There's no way around it. Um, and not every day will be great. 
I mean, you have to make some decisions. You might have to fire someone one day. You might have to have difficult discussions with, with people. Um, so not every day is wonderful. Don't get me wrong there. Uh, but it, like I said, it's, it's like the series you can't stop watching, really, because you're always involved and you're like, I'm always like, what's going to, what's going to happen next? And for me, that's a collective within the community because it's always like uh, we all kind of influence each other. And it's, it's interesting that way, especially with what's happening now. Um, but I don't want to make light of this, you know, the fact that it is very difficult to start a business. A lot of people look to me and they think you make it look really easy. And I, I, I'm flattered by that comment, but it's not, it's not easy, uh, but it's a lot easier if you love what you do. And um, in some senses, like people have asked me, well, have you ever wanted to do anything else? And I just said, I just feel like at some at some level, I'm unemployable because I've been doing this for so long. But of course, there's other things that I would like to do. And I have those same feelings that a person that would be starting a business for the first time would feel. You feel like, huh? I don't know. Can I do this? Can I take that leap, you know, right now to do this? Is it worth the time and energy spent? If you're asking yourself those questions, then you've already answered your own question, right? Yep. So you know, okay, maybe not. Are you going to put the energy into it? You'll know. Let's put it this way. You'll know. You'll know when the time is right to do it. And everyone I know that's had a business they get into that fight or flight mode where they know this it's time. I can't do this other job right now, or I'm so dreaming about doing this business that I know that I need to do this right now in my life. And Teresa, before we wrap up, could you share where people can find you online? Yes, I can. Uh, so our website is www.dancingi.com. So really easy dancingi.com. I also have a Facebook and Instagram page under dancing eye one of the good things about having a business so long is back in the day when we used to uh dream about being online you know i got dancingeye.com and i was pretty happy about that so yeah. um that's where you can find me and thank you again teresa for joining us here on our for the good podcast it is a joy to connect with you here in this space your story and your messages will be a true inspiration and blessing for all of those who listen Thanks for joining us at the For the Good podcast. We would love to connect with you. Join us on Facebook and Instagram at For the Good Official and our blog at ForTheGood.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Remember, a positive mindset is the beginning of true happiness, not just for the good of the individual, but for the good of the world.